Welcome to the Wild Woman Healing Podcast, where we dive into the discussions and practices that guide you back to your wild and true self. I'm your host, Riley Hedberg, creator and vessel for my business and entity, Wild Woman Healing. Together, we partner to create community, connection, and opportunities that help you to release what doesn't serve you, upgrade your frequency, and expand the inherent wisdom within your heart. I'm so grateful for your support, energy, and presence, as well as joining me on a journey in this podcast in rewilding yourself. Together, we will uncover the wisdom, creativity, and capabilities that already exist within you. Together, we will reclaim our right to stay wild. everybody and welcome to another episode of the Wild Woman Healing Podcast. I'm your host Riley Hedberg, creator and partner with my business Wild Woman Healing, seeking to help and guide you back to your wild and sovereign woman self. So today I have the pleasure of having another lovely guest on the show. I've been having so many guests on and it's been magical and great. Um, So I'm definitely going to keep rolling with that. Um, and I have the beautiful Anna Stone on today. She is, um, in my graduate program, Consciousness and Transformative Studies program, and she's going to share about her NDE and how that really changed her outlook on life and her journey in life as well. So this is a really great episode and we had a beautiful conversation that could have kept going honestly into such a rabbit hole um so i think you guys are really gonna enjoy it so i wanted to share um a few of my offerings that i have coming up so i have my mastermind my from mundane to magic mastermind that starts in two weeks you guys two weeks and this is a group coaching program you can either choose to do the two or five month track And this is for you if you feel like you really have a difficult time of expressing your authentic self, whether on social media, using your voice, uh, it could be through whatever medium really, you know, dancing, music, but just if you feel like there's like a part of you that is suppressed, is constrained, and you have fears and doubts about expressing yourself, you might think people are not going to understand what I have to say. Nobody's going to care what I have to say. I can't convey this message in the way that I want to. People are going to judge me and they're not going to like me. They're not going to accept me for who I am. So this is for you if you want to release all that and be able to really express yourself authentically and truly in a way that feels really good and joyful for you and in a way um, that doesn't feel fearful uh, or in a way that, you know, you move through that fear, right? Because sometimes we still do have fear, but you're not letting that fear stop you, which is the most important thing. Um, And then this is also for you if you want to be able to uh, feel liberated in your days and be able to tune into your energetic frequency and be able to, you know, follow your energy without being on somebody else's timeline. So if you feel like you're kind of, you know, I am... I guess kind of like stuck in your days and you feel like, you know, I, I really want to 
do this, like my energy wants to go this way, but I'm feeling like, you know, I have to do this other thing and that's really draining me or like if you just feel like you have to or you should do things and you don't feel very empowered and liberated in your days, you're feeling a lot of tension within, you're not feeling like a lot of peace, um, then this is for you too because in this mastermind, we're going to learn how to, or rather you're going to learn how to, um, you know, really gain more respect for yourself and your energy and learn how to live by your energy so that you can make decisions, create more spaciousness in your life um, and release that tension to feel really peaceful and excited to wake up each day. Um, and then this is also for you if you want to take some action on your desires, on your dreams, your visions, you know what it is you want to do. Maybe you're a healer, um, you're somebody that works with energy, uh, you're a digital nomad, you're a wild woman who doesn't want to follow the rules of anybody but your own unique guidance, but you're afraid to take action on these desires within your heart. You doubt your abilities, so you know what you want to do, but you just feel paralyzed, right? You don't really know how to take action. So we're going to help you inside this mastermind I'm going to help you with this and learn how to move forward in a way that might stretch your comfort zone, but in a way that allows you to really expand and show yourself, prove to yourself that you are capable of anything that you want and making your desires come true to live a magical life. So if you sign up by the end of this week, by this Friday, you're going to get a free extra one-on-one -on -one intro session with me. And this is going to be um, a great way for you to talk about your intentions for this time, your time in the program, your goals that you have, um, your vision that you see from yourself, what you really feel like blocks you, and just a great way to get into my energy and have my attention on you for 60 minutes one-on-one. -on -one. And so that's if you sign up for the mastermind by the end of this week. So Friday, you can DM me on Instagram, Facebook. You can email me wildwhealing at gmail.com. And you can fill out the app on my website under the mastermind sales page. Um, and then I also have my one-on-one -on -one coaching program that's always open for enrollment. I have two spots open right now. And if you... Also sign up by the end of this week. You're going to get uh, extra complimentary free human design 60 minute reading, which I'm really excited about. Love giving human design readings. And this program is for me is for you. If you want to um, work with me one on one, get in my energy, um, you know, you're really wanting that support. You're wanting to take aligned action you're wanting to live out your desires express yourself authentically and fully maybe you want to connect with that wild part of yourself you want to learn more about your unique purpose and your gifts and you're feeling kind of a little bit lost right now you're just wanting to be in my energetic space and receive that guidance uh, receive that support from me and you're looking to work with me for either four or six months, then this is perfect for you. So you can always, again, DM me, reach out to me here um, on Instagram or Facebook through email. 
And you can also fill out an application on my one-on-one coaching sales page on my website. So those are my two offerings. Really excited about both of those two. They're both really great and amazing. And you're going to learn so much about yourself and what you're truly made of. Um, And you're going to learn how to really connect and embody your wild and true self. Um. So yeah, without further ado, I will introduce Anna. So Anna Stone, around five years ago, had a near-death experience, or NDE, that catapulted her onto a new journey of exploration and healing and connecting to her wild and true self. And she now does tarot card readings for yourself and your journey that you are currently on if you're just wanting some inspiration if you're wanting some connection if you're wanting to get some meaning on a question or direction in your life Um, and Anna is truly a wild woman in her own right And you will definitely get a taste of her and her medicine, wisdom, and story in our conversation today. So without further ado, we'll get into this episode. And please remember to like, share this episode, subscribe, rate, and review if this resonates with you. This helps to get the podcast and this message out into the world. And I thank you for your energy and for showing up today. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Wild Woman Healing Podcast. I'm your host, Riley Hedberg, and today I have a special guest on the show, Anna Stone. Anna is one of my classmates for my graduate studies program, Consciousness and Transformation. Welcome, Anna. Hi, thanks. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. Thank you so much for being here. Um, So to start off our show today, I'm going to ask you, um, what do you feel like connects you to your wild and true self? Hmm, What connects me to my wild and true self? You know, what connects me is music. Music will always be that connection. Um, if I want to let loose, if I want to get down, if I want to like howl at the moon, it's music, like always. So, yeah. Mm. Oh my gosh, I freaking love that. That's so true. And I feel like a lot of our listeners will definitely agree with that. I mean, I love yeah. music. And during my day, I usually put on like music to do like dancing just to like break up my day and move my energy. And it brings so much joy into my life. And here in Hawaii, too, we have um, ecstatic dance like everywhere so that's it's a big thing here like music and just like moving your body and like yeah there's just something about music that really like connects us to like a deeper and wilder part of ourselves. I like if I didn't have music I can't even imagine life um, at all and I actually wanted to do a study on how many songs the average person actually knows like you know can recall um lyrics melody all of that and then how much that like a music connoisseur or aficionado would know and there's no data like you can't even it's almost impossible I tried and it got rejected because they said it would be too hard wow (laughs) uh, 
Yeah. Oh. So music is it. I play violin since I was six. Like I play bass. I and like even if I didn't, it doesn't matter. Like music is integral to my soul. Like I can't even like not one day can go by without. Yeah. And meditation, music's how I meditate. I do not meditate the normal way. <laughs> I meditate by dancing, even if it's in my house like a weirdo by myself. That's what I do. <laughs> I mean, I do that too, honestly, and it feels so good. And I think a lot of people resonate with what you had to say, like movement or like music is really like a form of meditation. I think like it doesn't always have to be like, oh, I'm going to sit on my meditation cushion and just sit here really still and meditate. Like, yeah, that works for some people. And I like to do that sometimes. But for a lot of people, it doesn't work. And that's OK. Like, you know, meditation can be found in like so many different avenues and so many different ways. So I think a lot of people are going to definitely feel good that you said that. Um, and that well, Bruce Alderman told me that he said oh. it's okay not, because I had that meditation guilt. Like I can't mm. sit still. I can't keep my mind quiet. It doesn't work for me. And I was complaining kind of about it or, and he said, it's okay. You can meditate while cleaning the house. You can meditate while dancing to music. And I was like, oh, yay. <laughs> Thank you. He gave me that permission to, yes, to accept the fact that that is how I prefer to, you know, zone out, meditate or get on the level or connect with my like wild self. Like that's 100% mm. it. Uh, I love that. Sometimes it's just like getting that permission from like others that <laughs> then we can grant that to ourselves, you know? And then we're like, yeah, oh, I'm like, it, it I, is okay. I can't do the typical, like my, I'm thinking of a thousand things. Like what time do I have to make dinner? Like I, whatever, everything that I don't need to think about will pop into my mind if I have to be quiet. But if I can focus on the melody, the beats, like I'm good. Like then I'm, mm. that's when like Zen is achieved in my, in my mind. <laughs> oh, I love that. And for those of you who don't know, cause a lot of you won't, um, Bruce Elderman is our professor. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just to let you guys know that. Um, awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. So I want to jump in and have you kind of tell your story about your um, NDE. So near death experience for those of you that have never heard of that. So yeah, I'll just kind of let you jump in and talk about your experience. Cool. Okay. So I guess I'll preface this to say that I worked as a research scientist for the United States government for about 20, give or take 20 years. And I'm very analytical, logical, like kind of scientific black and white thinking. Like if we can't see it, measure it, you know, it doesn't exist. So I was not um, really keen on the idea of like afterlife or any of that. And despite having many what I guess you would say paranormal experiences in my life, I would just pretend they didn't happen and like say it was my imagination and nope, science says no. Um, but yeah, then that kind of changed. Well, it did change. Um, in 2017, I had an ectopic pregnancy and I hemorrhaged, like it, it ruptured. And then I like hemorrhaged and I lost over half of the volume of my blood and I died for five minutes, 58 seconds is the official time. Um, and yeah, I had an experience um, that I can't explain other than to say that it happened because it did. And um, 
you know, I have medical documentation about it, but um, it was crazy. So I, 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 you know, I felt not right. And I, um, I could feel like by the time I got to the hospital, I was bleeding out like very rapidly. And um, I had taken this medication, methyltrexate, which is a chemotherapy drug. Mm. And um, it, I'm allergic to it, deathly allergic, but we mm. had no way of knowing at the time so that caused the problem and um I, you know like it I hemorrhaged it was just a nightmare and I felt myself dying um I felt this panic come over me where I was like okay if you have ever done any kind of maybe like hallucinogenic substances or party stuff whatever um you know no judging um <laughs> <pretend> <laughs> every drug out there way too much of it and it all hit you at once that overwhelming feeling of like mm. oh my god i'm gonna freaking explode like but literally explode there's this tension that kept building and building and building up um in my body where i feel like my arms were literally gonna explode from the inside out and um right when it got to the point where i couldn't take it anymore and the panic was becoming too much poof i was just not in my body anymore and I was like floating up literally like if you let a balloon go right you know when you're mm. in the like inside go and it just kind of bounces and hits the ceiling up and down that was me on the ceiling and I'm looking down and I I realized immediately what was happening and I was like oh <laughs> um and I look down and I see my body and I go shit that sucks. That was my literal one thought in my, that whole time I had that one epiphany, like a one great moment thought was oh, <laughs> shit, all sarcastic. And then that caused me to recognize that my sarcastic mannerisms and ways were, was still present and intact. Mm -hmm. So that my personality was still there. I was still Anna. And, um, then I could see, like I could hear one of the texts saying like we're losing her or something to that effect. And then they bring the crash card and, and then they, you know, zap me a couple of times. Mm -hmm. And then like that was going on. And then I hear like flatline. And then the doctor said, like, call it. Um, and I didn't care. Like I totally didn't care. Like I saw it all happening and I was like, eh, oh shit, that sucks. And <laughs> <laughs> but like the weird part the weird part was like if I looked to my right there was the hospital situation but if I looked to my left there was this other situation happening and it was like a room but not a room I can't there's no way to properly describe this mm -hmm. but it was like a white void area um and it was kind of clinical I guess you could kind of say like very empty but there was a very bright light like but not like the light people think talk about mostly it was just illuminated right and with this like warmish white glow um I didn't see there was no tunnel there was no dead relatives nothing like that um I also realized that like hey I don't have arms and legs and stuff like mm. wait a minute like I'm what like where are my parameters like where you know oh my gosh and then I thought my daughter Ashley who's at the time was 23 mm. and I thought of her in the m m instant 
that I thought of her. I saw her in her college classroom, 210 miles away. And I saw her taking an exam, sitting there. I saw what she was wearing. I saw the time on the clock behind her. I saw her like, you know, she has no idea what's going on with me. Mm. Um, and then I thought, Lucy, my little one, who was like three at the time. And I immediately was there with her and she was playing Legos in the waiting room of the hospital down the hall. And um, it was like the second you thought of something, you were there. And like I could see in 360 degrees, there was no, I didn't have a head. So I didn't have bones, mm. like my vision, like, you know what I mean? Like there was no, so I could see behind me all the way, like everything I could see. Um, and like, I was just wherever I needed to be like instantly. And um, then I heard like, then I realized that there was someone, I guess, ne near me. I wasn't alone. I was not seeing dead relatives or any religious iconic figures but like I wasn't in hell okay either <laughs> like none of that like <laughs> I was in a nice place and I was really comfortable and like I had zero stress like mm -hmm. like I wasn't worried what was going to happen to my kids and that later was very upsetting to me when I came back you know but um at the time I was like it's fine it's fine like there's nothing wrong here mm -hmm. and I felt really familiar I knew where I was even though I had no idea where I was um and wow. then I heard um uh, I realized there was someone coming at me like come like near me and it was me but like me outside of me like but oh. with the body of me and um she looked at me she looks a little different like a little bit but it was clearly me and I was like okay what and she said one thing to me one word and it was nope that was it nope, nope. so definitely me because that's how I talk and, um, <laughs> and with that one word there was a thousand encoded messages in that one word I don't know how else to put it like I knew so much oh my god I'm getting chills like I knew so much from that one word that like I knew immediately it meant you're going back mm -hmm. I knew immediately it meant get your shit together I knew immediately it meant like, what are you doing? You've got all of this stuff and you're acting like this because uh, let me say, I had a bad drinking problem at this time and I was mm -hmm. not being very, um, I was not being very responsible. I was in a rut. I was in a depressed time. I was in a bad marriage. Everything was kind of crap. And um, I was in the victim mentality of like, I'm stuck. There's nothing I can do mm -hmm. about it. And um, I knew all of this was like a big slap. Like literally I call this my karmic bitch slap. Like it was like, I, it almost had to happen mm. so that I could be where I am. I, the minute I heard, nope, I'm like going back. And that is when I did see a tunnel. <laughs> I got shoved back so fast into my body through my navel, Whoa. which I even like, that has never been a thing. I've never read any literature about the belly button having anything to do with anything like this um and it but it it hurt like it physically hurt to go back it was like I was this huge expanse of consciousness that all had to be shoved into this tiny decrepit dead body like back and um and I got shoved in it and it hurt so bad that like I like I jumped up off the table and scared absolutely the heck out of everybody in that room um that had just said I was dead 
and called my death time. And um, I jolted up and I was like, uh, I couldn't breathe, like, you know, like out of breath. Mm-hmm. And um, I knew what had happened immediately, like immediately, like there was no doubt. And I was like waiting for them to tell me I was wrong. And they weren't saying that I was mm-hmm. wrong. They're like, no, you died. So yeah, that's what wow. happened. Um, oh and, gosh. but the weird thing, I came back and I can't drink alcohol now. Like I legitimately, because I was an alcoholic, I like went to go drink right when I got home from the hospital. So um, that's kind of, I was, I was committed. All right. And, um, I, the alcohol just foamed up in my mouth and became not liquid. It became foam. And I was like, Ugh, let me try something else. Same thing. Let me try a different thing. Same thing. And like, after about a week of trying to get alcohol in my system and it not like happening, I gave up and I haven't drank since like, and it's wow. been five years. So, um, and I was like an alcoholic, like, so that just stopped for me. Wow. And, um, this consciousness program has given me like severe, massive insight into why I think that is because my doctors have no explanation for it at all. They're like, we don't know. That's a weird thing. We don't even know if you're even, we don't even know that you were an alcoholic. Right. Mm. Um, but in my shamanic traditions class, we were talking about how sometimes people are seeking to fill that void from being connected to the divine. I think that my like meeting back up with it satiated that need mm. I was trying to fill. And therefore I didn't need that fix anymore. Mm. So I don't need it. So I don't I can't do it. If that makes sense. Yeah, that definitely makes sense to me. I've gone through like a, oh yeah, go ahead. No, no, sorry. I was going to say like, I've gone through like a few, I mean, obviously I haven't gone through like an NDE, but like, I felt like kind of like similar experiences with different things. Like I've done like Reiki trainings and like right after I get done with them, like the Reiki masters always do like a huge, like energetic kind of like sweep. And something always happens to like my energy where like, like one time I couldn't like eat certain foods for like a month. I mean, obviously I went back to it. So it's kind of like different because like, you know, obviously you don't drink anymore or like certain right. smells that I used to love. Like I couldn't, I couldn't do them at all. Like I would feel nauseous. And so it felt like it was like an energetic like shift within me. And I was like, what the heck is going on? Like, and even now, like, I feel like I've elevated my consciousness a bit more or just, like, gotten more connected to, like, who I really am. Um, and I just feel like I don't, like, like, I used to, like, love scary movies, right? Or, like, I used to love listening to murder podcasts. Like, I was obsessed with them. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, like, obsessed. And now I can't at all. I can't handle it. I can't deal with it. Like, I'll listen to it or, like, watch oh something even remotely scary or, like, full of, like, gore. And I'm, like, literally my whole, like, body and, like, energy, I'm, like, no. I'm, like, I have to turn this off. I can't listen to it. And, like, I used to be obsessed with it and, like, love it and have no problem. And it's so different now. I'm, like, what happened? Like, it's completely different. So, obviously, mine same. isn't the same, but same. it's, like, I can feel that. You feel that, too? But the same. I, yes, no. Like, I had no direction like at all. I was working as a, like, you know, I've been doing science for a long time, but I had no career, like science jobs are for those that don't know they're contract jobs. So like whenever you get a contract grant funding, 
you know, like you work for a contract and then it's up and then you have to find another position or if it doesn't get, re you know, renewed. So it was really like not stable. And like, I come from a very non-stable family in to begin with. So it was like kind of, I was perpetuating that cycle. After my NDE, I came back with this fire under my ass to finish my college degree, which I had not because I took a job with the government out of college and I didn't graduate. Like I didn't finish because I got pulled away on this project and then life got in the way and I didn't. So I went back to school. I got my bachelor's and then I got my master's. I started teaching. I started caring about other people. I started, mm -hmm. I started um, caring about like younger people specifically, mm -hmm. like, um, and I started teaching high school and it really was, um, really in with the kids that were like the kind of throwaway kids, like the, the mm. trouble kids or were, um, you know, like on referral because they couldn't be handled in regular classrooms in the district. And those were the kids that are like flocked to me. And I was, you know what I mean? Like, so I had this, like all of a sudden this purpose and this, um, drive and like all of the stuff I did before I used to work in crime scene investigation. Um, I cannot, when I was in college, like when I was in college, the first time way back in the late 90s I did um criminalistics which is what CSI is now it used to be called oh. criminalistics and I used to go to those crime scenes and like do autopsy assisting and I cannot imagine doing that now in fact it's like another person did that like I can't even really relate to her anymore um the things that I used to surround myself with the negative more darker sides of humanity I just, I can't anymore. Like I, I also have to be in a different mindset. Like I can't go there. <laughs> it's too mm -hmm. much it's, because like, I don't know. It's just when you're around that stuff, it's like you attract it to like, mm. this like can kind of follows you home. I mean, it does. And so I feel you on the um, gore and the <laughs> scary stuff, 100%. But yeah. um, the, the things that changed like were drastic for me and like my way of thinking of science and what's after, like, how do you go back from that? Like, I can't come back from that. I can't say it was my imagination. I can't say like it was my neurons because here's the thing as a science teacher about a year later, I'm in class teaching my 10th grade biology and we're going over cellular respiration. And I had had a hard time with this concept, which probably most of you have. <laughs> it was a hard concept to learn and even harder to teach. And I'm up there trying my best to teach my students this concept that I don't even really understand, honestly, <laughs> this till this moment. And I'm reading it on the board. And all of a sudden it dawns on me that that feeling I had when I was dying, that feeling of wanting to explode, was my body, my cells going through the process of cellular respiration and releasing all of those ADP and ATP reserves, that energy reserve to keep me alive. Like it was really, like it was synthesizing all at once because there's this saying, there's this statistic that who knows if it's true, but we science teachers say this to our students. If we were to synthesize all of the ATP, adenosine triphosphate in our cells at once, we would shine brighter than the sun and we would scorch everything around us within a 500 mile radius. And I, oh my God. when I said that line, right. When I said that line, I was like, Oh my God, 
that's what it was like it was and I stood there in front of my class okay they have no idea and I'm just like oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> that's what I felt like look, I have children right now like I like that's what that was what was happening my body was like oh crap she's dying let's let's do it like let's get rid of these ATP molecules and let's try to keep her alive and that's what I was feeling that uncomfortable like pressure of like it was I could feel all of my individual cells working and that's why it was so overwhelming and like too much mm. wow that happened to students and I was like sorry guys I need a moment <laughs> yeah. I literally had to walk to class and go collect myself because I was like it was this epiphany I had like oh shit like so I get science like I understand the science behind it and it was nothing that you can account for on any other level like I grew up religious like my family did anyways I didn't see any of that like I didn't see any of that the one thing I did understand though was that when we die we're not being judged by like some guy with a tablet right like up there we're judging ourselves we have to judge ourselves and like it's not about my life that I lived. It's about how my life impacted everyone else that came in contact with it. So it's not about like, how what did Anna Stone do today? It was like, well, what did Anna Stone make someone else feel like today? How was that interaction that she had with that cashier at Starbucks? Like, did was she too rude? Did that person go away with a bad feeling from that? Like, those are the kind of things that like end up being on the table at the end mm. and like so like sometimes I guess it's easy to kind of say how we act towards other people that we don't know is not important but like I'm going to tell you right now that I'll be I don't want to have to judge myself and go I was shitty that day when I had no reason to be I made this person have a bad day or I made this person feel less than or whatever, or I came across as like knowing more, you know, like being a smart ass or whatever. So I try really hard to be cognizant of like how my tone impacts other people, which I have a problem with. I'm working on it, but like, you know, how I have my mannerisms and things can come across as abrasive or harsh and like how some people might take that the wrong way because at the end it's about how you made others feel it wasn't about mm. your life that you lived your life and what it did to other people mm. and like encoded in that nope by the way like mm. it, was, it was because that tunnel I saw like on the way back in was this fast like download of I guess download of like just information that I'm still unpacking to this day like mm -hmm. I'll be doing something and something will pop up and I'll be like oh my god that's what that was like and it's just wow can keep and it just keeps going sort of like the seeing ghosts now that's the other thing too that I <laughs> so much stuff has changed like I can um see things I didn't used to see before like and hear things and have much more sense of knowing when something is off you know like mm. being able to send environment way more mm. and I guess that's common for people I don't really know but I think it is yeah I was gonna actually like ask that questions but you kind of already said it like it seems to me like just from hearing what you've been saying like you're a lot more like sensitive to like other people's energies and then like the energies of like spirits or like 
energies that like we can't really see you know or like aren't in their human form like that seems like it's been like awakened for you um yeah I always had that before but like like I said I would just say it was nonsense I would just be like I'm imagining it and I don't know how I managed to write off some of the things that I experienced but I did (laughs) now though I'll be honest I'm it terrifies me like I'm not gonna lie I I don't know how to handle it. I don't really know how to process it because when it happens, it's scary. Like I'm at home by myself at three in the morning doing homework and someone says my name and there's no one here, but like, dude, you just said my name right by my ear like that. And then my camera picks it up. So mm. it's not imagination. like my freaking security camera picks the stuff up and I go back and play it. And I'm like, oh, crap, there it is. Like I was hoping it wasn't going to be there. So I can write it off and say it was not real, but um, it seems like, dude, it's so like my oldest daughter said, mom, did you ever, like every house we've lived in has been haunted, right? Every wow. one of them. Like, did you ever think that it's not the houses? And I'm like, well, what are you trying to say? She's like, it's <laughs> you, you're the haunted one. And I'm like, shh, don't say that. That scares me. It scares me. I'm not kidding. Like it terrifies me. And then I'm like, you know what? Shit. <laughs> so I guess when you the other side, I guess when you have that happen, I guess it like leaves an imprint or something to where others can see it and like then they're mm. attracted to you. So that's what I've heard. That's my research. I don't know how accurate it is, but it makes sense because ever since then I have like a lot of stuff. And I like on my YouTube channel, I have videos of the stuff I catch at my house. Wow. Like, some of them because I just need other people to go and I saw that too (laughs) Mm. (laughs) because it's just like I'm not even trying to convince anyone I'm trying to convince myself that it didn't happen and I'm hoping that people will say it didn't happen (laughs) but that's not um because I don't really know so if anybody that's listening happens to know how to not be scared of this stuff that would be great because it really startles me like I don't know (laughs) yeah Um, yeah scary because you can't see like you don't know when they're kind of come at you like so it's any time kind of yeah I feel that like I definitely have a connection to like spirits too um although I don't think mine's as intense as yours because I haven't crossed over but like even when I was like younger like I'm just like I'm just like a lot more sensitive to those things but I was always like you know like people tell you oh it's not real you know but I mean I definitely have had like encounters with spirits like in when I used to live in Maui like uh there was like one night I was like sitting in my cabin after I had gone to like a sacred area and me and my friend had gone and we're both really like sensitive and empathic and I was sitting in my cabin alone and like I could just feel the energies of so many people around me like they were all like circling around me and I could feel them all and it was like so overwhelming and I was so scared I was like, oh, my God, what is happening right now? And I, like, left my cabin because I was like, I can't sit here anymore. Like, I can't sit here by myself with them all. And so I went up to, like, we had, like, this communal kitchen place. And my friend was up there. And she had literally been in her space. And she said she, like, felt the exact same thing. Like, the energies from the place, like, followed us. And they were all, like, circling both of us. And we both got different, like, downloads and messages from them um, about, like, what we needed to do or, like, what what we were supposed to take from that experience but it was scary because like it just like 
it's hard to explain like if you haven't felt it but like it it just you can feel them like and it's very overwhelming and it's yeah. like when you haven't really experienced that before you don't really know what to do with it because it, yeah it's not like there's like somebody like a person that you're like hey what's up you know it's right it's something well you can yeah you yeah, can like, you can and you're supposed to, like you say hey like so i've been like doing this like hey no <laughs> like, like no no no, no i don't want to see you i don't want to hear you like if you need help that's one thing, but like, do not scare me. Like, don't do that in my house. Like I yeah. will you out. Like, so I have to like, I mean, and it sounds silly, but the one advice I got, uh, one piece of advice I got was to set boundaries with them. And I'm like, all right, so I'm just going to talk out loud to my, like I always do to myself anyway, at home and just tell them what's up. Um, and so that's what I've been doing and it seems to have been working, but like, I don't know. It's still, yeah, they can sense. So like, I'm, you know, one of my friends said to me, like, well, imagine if you're like a spirit and nobody can see you. And then you see somebody that, you know, can see you and you haven't had that interaction for however long or ever, maybe. And like, you're, you like, Hey, 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 like you'd probably be determined to get their attention in one way or another. And if they ignore you, like I was doing before, then they will get angry and mad because you think, no, you can see them. And so it gets worse. And I was like, oh, so. That makes a lot of sense. Worse. Got it. Like, and that's actually been seemingly the case so far. Like, it's been like less drama than before. Like nothing's falling off the walls or like getting thrown across my house. But like wow. anymore, not gonna, but that's happened. Um, but um with witnesses about <laughs> day two Whoa. um like yeah like i i had them unlisted but i'll post them now like i'll you know and then y'all can be the judge for yourself like they're <laughs> so like i cannot edit them um but there it's been crazy and like it's just like okay well now we have quantum theory we have field mm. uh field theory and we have um non-locality non right like those things that like now can account for all of this stuff which definitely helps my left brain mm. process better um it's hard to shift from that way of thinking even though I can't not shift from it it's still like whenever something happens I'm like well it could be you know and I, of course I do that I'm not just the first like it's not like oh it's paranormal out of my no like, I'm like, okay, what was that? You know, I got to go through the whole process of elimination. Um, Cause I can't stand when people are like, I attribute everything to ghosts. I can't, it drives me crazy, but like, I, I won't do that. But when there's nothing left, it's like, okay. I try to not dismiss it anymore. Cause I feel like I'm doing a disservice to my own experience of having mm -hmm. a near death experience. Right. And like um, the scary thing is though, I realized it's happened before. Like when I died I was very aware that this was not the first time that I had been um close to death because in the past I had had drug problems with oxycontin and um before I detoxed from that in 2011 there were many times that I nodded off like whatever you know um and I would have these dreams of being on the ceiling and like trying to reach down for my partner and like trying to say his name to, for him to grab me to pull me back down and not being able to get his attention and like I would wake up and there would be claw marks in the side of the couch because I was holding the couch so tight to not float away like 
um, that I actually pierced his leather sofa. And like, this was happened at least four times. So this wow. was a huge wake up call to me because it was like, girl, what are you doing? Like, you've got kids, like you've got people that care about you, like get your shit together. And I kind of, I can't argue with that. Like, I can't argue. <laughs> I couldn't argue with what was presented to me and what happened. Like the fact that I came back, like they were done. They were wiping up and like cleaning up and they were not even paying attention to this body anymore. Like wow. they were completely, like I was done and they were waiting for whoever was going to come in and take care of me. They were just writing out paperwork. They did not give a shit like anymore. I was not their patient any longer. And I jumped up, scared the absolute shit out of these people. Like the one, <laughs> the one sec, I think he probably peed his pants. Um, <laughs> I felt bad for him. He was like, oh my God. Like, so I'll never forget his face. Poor thing. He do was you, totally new to Do you know if they had had any experience with other people having, like, coming back? Because you said that they, uh, no, they didn't like think. The oh, that were there. No, like, the okay. one doctor who left said that he had, but not with anyone that had been dead as long. I feel like six minutes is not that long. But when you look at, lack of oxygen to the brain and things like that like they were pretty sure I was gonna have some um issues <laughs> um and I did I had like some brain fog like for a while mm. like I had memory issues but that has subsided um it's teaching helps <laughs> having to like learn a whole bunch of stuff to teach other people um but yeah like they the one guy he acted like uh eh, you know yeah it happened but the other ones were like really, um, like the one guy did the, oh, uh, like the cross sign thing, yeah, yeah, uh, and said something in Spanish, and then um, the other guy literally dropped the clipboard, and like I, I'm pretty sure he peed himself, but like, um, poor guy, I'm serious, he was like a, he was like a technician, you know, like he mm. was not a doctor, but yeah, they were, um, they were alarmed because like they had called it <laughs> like, and and honestly, like there's no time. Like I felt I, there was no concept of time whatsoever. Like I had no clue mm. how long it had been. Um, but I knew when I came back that I had died. Like, wow. It was definitely a thing. So do you feel like you were able to like, kind of, I mean, you've mentioned it a little bit, but like integrate this experience or like, do you feel like it was kind of hard to like talk about it or like, um, yeah, just like kind of like integrate into your life because it's not something that like everybody obviously goes through. So have you been able to kind of like, yeah, like maybe, I mean, you've, it seems like you've already figured out somewhat what it means to you, but just like, yeah, I guess integrate. At first, no, because my husband at the time who was not there was like, no, this didn't happen. And he was mm. telling me it was my imagination. And so that was frustrating Second of all, um, it was scary. Like, I'm not going to lie, but scared. The, I, if that doesn't scare you, like nothing will. Um, like, I don't know how else to put that. Um, I, yeah, like, no, like I, it was terrifying. And so I kind of wanted to not really think about it too much um, because I was also very mad at myself because I hadn't been thinking about my kids. Like, I came back and I had this huge guilt over the fact that I had not been like, what about Ashley? What about Lucy? Who's going to take care of them, right? What kind of mom doesn't care? Like, what the hell? And it took me 
months of like pondering this until one day just in my head just the answer popped up and I was like because you knew everything was fine you knew you were coming back this was already planned mm. and I was like mm. huh planned oh my god then I was like oh my god it was a reset this was a reset for me like it was a literal life reset and I am so thankful for it but yeah like especially teaching I can't talk about it you know um with students or anything so I and I don't want parents freaked out so I was definitely very quiet about it but at some point, like I was like, no, I kind of need to talk about this because this is a big deal. And, um, and things have changed for me. Like, I'm not happy with what I was like, I'm, I'm much better off than I was obviously when I died. Um, and my progression has been great, like very steady and going forward and it's been good. But like the things that were good enough for me when I first came back are not good enough for me now. And I keep going forward, like moving forward in much faster like in a much much more uh quick manner than I would have previously I'm sure but um <clears throat> I had decided like there's a lot of things about myself that I wasn't authentic with like I was conforming to fit into a role that I thought I needed to fill to be accepted um to earn money to be a mom like you know all these things and I was like at some point I was like screw this like I'm gonna be me and like at that point I was like, yeah, I read tarot cards. Yeah, I um, am into witchcraft. Like, yes, I know that doesn't make sense with science, but who cares? Because that's what I've been doing my whole life. Like, so it doesn't have to make sense. It's mm. what I do. It doesn't need to make sense to anybody else. And that. that was hard. But since I did, and since I came into the program with you, like that has been just, my life's gone. Like everything's been so much more, um, like everything's, been so much smoother like I have mm -hmm. this inner crisis like witchcraft and magic and and tarot and science they don't match and so those two sides of me were like in opposition to each other for 40 years and like finally that's not the case anymore mm -hmm. like now I'm just like no. mm -hmm. all of it is okay all of it exists in the same plane in the same time and it doesn't matter because we're very arrogant to think we know everything we don't know shit and like <laughs> everything like all of it is possible like our minds create our reality like that our our perception is reality right mm -hmm. therefore we create our reality like mm -hmm. like that simple the government's known this since 83 when they did their crazy study for um you know uh the gateway analysis process where they're like oh it's a hologram and you know have you mm. do you know that i don't know that but I was, as you were saying that, I was like, I'm going to go look that up. I, I didn't know will, that the, yeah. I that's... will give it to you. You will, oh no. Okay. It's called the gateway analysis. And it was their project where they spent a lot of money on astral travel to weaponize it. Okay. Let me just say it's for weaponization so that they could remote view and, and, and battle people or things. And they talk about interdimensional beings. And they talk about how you deal with them. I am not joking. It's in the CIA reading room. It's called analysis of the gateway method. And um, it, like, I will link it. I will send it to you right after this. It's quantum mechanics, quantum physics. The paper is very hard to wrap your head around. But at the end, it's talking about source or the absolute, which is source. And it's a hologram. And everything is created via like our collective perception mm. and, and it's like 
what? And it was written by the <laughs> Army Corps of Engineers. It was written by the Army Corps of Engineers. That's who did it. Wow. And it's like, and last week I found another paper in the CIA reading room. Thanks, CIA. <laughs> called uh, about patterning. Do you want to know what patterning is? Yeah, I have like an idea in my mind. Like I'm like, ooh, I I feel like I, but I want to hear what you have to say. And if I spell work, it's what it spells. It spells. Spell. Oh, really? Oh, patterning. Patterning. Yeah, and they've known about it since the '80s, probably before that, where they talk about how. Because the fact that our existence is created by the consciousness, our consciousness creates it. If we say something in a certain way and we focus our energy on it, it will come to be. Mm. Not everyone can manipulating energy, but we can do it if we know how to do it. And, and then it also says that if you know how to do it, the government knows about you. <laughs> I was like, great. Oh, it's fantastic. But um, so I'm not joking. Like I, I couldn't believe this. I almost I almost had a meltdown last week when I found this. I was like, okay. So they've known. Like I mean, that right. makes so sense to whole, me that the government well, would it does makes well, I'm gonna say that they wouldn't spend lots of money and it was part part of Stargate project, like under the umbrella. But um they did a lot of weird stuff, you know. Yeah one of those things where like I was like aha <laughs> so it's not so far-fetched when you think about it so like if you are saying oh this is all nonsense well you might want to check out what our government has to say about that <laughs> <laughs> I feel like yeah like the yeah. government like knows about it but it's just like if people had that power for themselves right like then it would be like giving the power to the people. And usually, I mean, the government says they're about that, but they don't want people really to have the know. power. So it makes sense to me that they would do a bunch of studies because they want that for themselves. But like, they're not going to put that out there because obviously that, that you know, so no, it's a I see information that. act and they came up with this method and the tapes are online. Um, You can listen oh. to the tapes, the tapes think where you listen to the, beeps and boops honestly and um they go and and what they do is they have the both of your hemispheres of the brain oscillate at the same frequency at the same time and when you do that which is the same as transcendental meditation right like the monks that have been doing it forever and ever then you can leave your body and you can go travel wherever you want and come back when you want and like that's what the whole study found oh wow like oh (laughs) so Okay. And it's the army too. It's not just government. It's like the army. So like, that's pretty fascinating to me. That is like, it's it's super fascinating. Oh, and there's also too is about poltergeists. Um, they did a study on poltergeists and how they're culturally different in Brazil and the United States. Why do they talk about poltergeists? I'm like, "Hmm, they're admitting that they're real. I was like, like, so I have these papers, I'll send them to you. And like, Bet them yourself because I always bet your information. Don't ever take anyone's word for anything. I always double check my references. This came directly from uh, the CIA.gov. Wow. All of it. Wow. <laughs> and if any of you listeners are interested, reach out and we'll send you that info. It reminds me of like yeah. manifestation as you were talking. I was just talking to my friends about this. Like 
if you put that intention out there and you like put your energy towards it and you like embody that, like, yeah, it is going to happen for you. Like, that and is I was, what that, that's what pattern. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. And it's so interesting. Cause like I've done that in my own life so many times and I didn't even realize I had done it until I learned about what it was. And now I do it right. intentionally, but before I was like, Oh my God, I've literally already been doing that. I didn't even know I was doing that. So it's like possible for all of us it's yeah it's so right. interesting to think about hey, and honestly how many times do we do it when we're doing it the for the worst way like in the worst way like yeah. we're doing it in the negative and it's like why does this keep happening to me why is this bad keep exactly. happening to me it's because that's what you're thinking about and it sounds like so cheesy and like cliche to say oh just you think positively but it and it's not that simple but it is it's like if you think and believe positively you attract positivity mm-hmm. if you it's not gonna work for you. It's like that whole fake it till you make it. Yeah. It has a whole to me now. Like fake it till you make it because you will make it if you keep faking it. Like and you believe your own, like you believe the thing you're telling yourself to be like, you know, a reality, it will happen. Okay, not like you can fly and stuff that defies laws of physics, but like, you know, other things. And um, like again, it's it is about manifestation and law of attraction, all that stuff. It's just now the term is patterning <laughs> per the government. Huh. So, yeah, somebody once told me it's like we're all just believing stories about ourselves. Like all it is, all reality is, is stories. So you can like, but you get to create the story, right? So they were like, you can either keep writing a story that like doesn't help you and is like really negative and not beneficial, or you can like rewrite your story to something that actually like serves you in like a, right. a powerful way one, yeah like it takes one occurrence of you like honestly one occurrence of you being successful at that for you to get it like one time mm-hmm. and when you see that that happened you'll be much more keen on actually following through with that in the future because like no matter about how bad your situation is like and I've had some bad situations in my life like seriously I don't know how I'm alive sometimes but like I mean really like before the near-death thing but I like, you can change your reality. If you, if you do the work, like you, I mean, you can't just sit there on your butt and be like, Oh, all good stuff's coming to me. I'm knocking at my door. Of course not. That doesn't make sense. But like, if you put that intention out there and then you take those steps towards it, like you could have a really bad run of it, bad relationships, bad jobs, whatever. And, but if you keep thinking that way, like, Oh, this is going to go bad. This is going to go bad. Guess what? Why, why wouldn't it go bad? Because that's what you're expecting, right? Like, so when we change that and we don't accept that, we don't accept those things anymore about ourselves, like those negatives, then um, that's when we can actually change uh, things for the better. But it takes work. It's not as simple as just like, oh, I said everything's going to be fine, so it will be. It's actually like a real shift in your thinking. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Sometimes it's dying to figure that out. <laughs> yeah. So I'm mindful of time. Um, and I want to give you just like a few minutes to talk about um, your offerings and how people can work with you and connect with you, learn more about you, um, watch some of your YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I read tarot cards. Um, I've been doing that since I was 12 years old and I am now just turned 44. So a long time. Um, and I've been yeah, I've been reading cards for a, a very long time. And um so I do that and I um, 
you can, I'll read your cards, you know, I, past life cards are kind of my specialty. Um, and yeah, like, and dealing with trauma, like childhood trauma, like finding ways to kind of flesh out the things that need to be addressed in life, like, um, is what I kind of been really focusing on lately, um, in my own journey of that healing too. And, um, and it's been very beneficial. So, um, my website is like, so my name is Anna Stone, right? So it's a stone, like a stone tarot.com. And that's my YouTube channel and my TikTok. I know I'm on TikTok <laughs> um, and, and Instagram and all that. And it's like really new because again, I just really decided that I was going to be me like authentically who I am, the weird weirdo Anna that I am. And I'm okay with that. And I don't care if people are like talking, I don't care what people think anymore about that. I used to care a lot. Um, and now I don't. so it's not like a lot on there. There's not a lot of content, but, um, I'm actively like making content as you know, in our class that we're doing <laughs> our marketing, um, mm -hmm. now I'm getting stuff out there, but yeah, if, um, you know, I have like, you can reach me like on my website or, um, you know, on, and oh, Facebook also a stone tarot, um, and oh, a stone tarot and magic with a K. Um, that is my Facebook, but yeah. And I also do like free, um, I do free sessions too, um, once a week on live online. So if money is like an issue and I'm very cognizant of that, having struggled financially for the better part of my life, I like to offer people like, um, a time to come and meet, like, see how I work and, um, get a free reading from me. So you can hop on one of my live sessions and ask a question and I will read your question live online um and that's also on uh Facebook or uh, TikTok so and or you can message me on YouTube and I will like post a reading for you a mini one you know like for free like just so you can get an idea of how I read but I'm kind of no nonsense and I kind of don't hold back <laughs> things so I will tell you what I see I don't tell you what you want to hear so like that's that that's my only caveat is like if you're not ready to hear what messages are there for you then maybe not I'm not your girl but if you're down to like make you know like face some hard facts about yourself if you have any um or you know and some stuff like that you need to work on then I'm then hit me up love it and I got a reading from Anna and it was amazing um she's a great she's a great tarot reader um, awesome. Yay. So all of those, um, links will be in the show notes, everybody, if you want to connect with Anna, um, that way. And Anna, thank you so much for being a guest on the show today and sharing your story and sharing your wisdom with us. I feel like we could have kept going so much yeah. and deeper and deeper into the rabbit yeah. hole. Um, right. Okay. Yeah. but yeah, thank yeah. you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. I appreciate it. And thank you listeners for being here, um, for your energy. And I hope you all have a beautiful morning, afternoon, evening, or night and stay wild.